Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. All right, good. So I've hit go live. I'm also going to check um, on the Facebook to make sure that we're there and we are broadcasting live. So that's excellent. So I'm very excited today to be talking with my dear Robin Claire. And uh, hello. And we are, um, this is the first of a new thing that we're offering here Mm -hmm. at Greenheart is we're going to be doing a series of publishing Q&A, right? So we are talking about with different people that are part of the publishing industry and how we do this, right? Uh, How do we make all the components work? So it's for people that are authors, it's for people that are looking to self-publish. Some people might actually be interested in publish being a publisher, like what we do. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, today we get to pick your brain, Robin. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited. that's great. Yeah. I'm excited so, too. Yeah. And so um, it's going to be just some structural things. This is going to be held um, the third Tuesday of the month at noon. So people can put that on their calendar. And it is public and live and and available for anyone to learn from and it will be um what I'd like to have is that as people have questions that they can actually submit them earlier if they can't watch it live or they can post them in the chat and then I'll be able to respond to them live while we're while we're doing it so um yeah so Robin so today we're talking about from book idea to manuscript. And I thought you would be the perfect person to talk about this with because you are a writing coach and a best-selling author yourself. So you know both how to do this as an author and you've seen many people go through this process themselves and help them along the way, what works, what doesn't work. And I'm very grateful to have you as part of the Greenheart team as as a writing coach. in addition to all the other cool stuff that you do for us. Um, so I'd love to just hear from you um, a little bit about the work that you do and what, you know, why this topic is appealing to you to talk about today. Yes. So I, as, as you indicated, Liz, um, I, am, I am a best-selling author of spiritual self-help books. And so I um, am a channeled author. And I work with other writers to become, to, to finish their manuscript. And we were having a good conversation last week and, and decided that, that my title should be Ma- um, Manuscript Maven. <laughs> because, I love this title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so into it. Yes. Because that's what I do. Uh, you know, I make sure that someone gets to their manuscript as part of, of as part of Greenheart Living. And it's not easy. It's not easy to, to, to go from an idea to a manuscript. It takes, it takes a lot of um, commitment. Um, and so I would say that commitment is the first, uh, I have a bunch of C words that I, that I was thinking about yes. today. And commitment is obviously the first one um, that you you have an idea and you know what that idea is and you're committed to getting that idea from your mind to the pages of a manuscript. 
Now, we're not even talking about making it into a book yet. We're really just talking about the first step, which is creating the manuscript. And I'm very clear about that with my folks that I work with, because when you only think of it as a manuscript, you can write whatever the heck you want. <laughs> when you think yes. about putting it into a book, then you have to like look at it again and say, do I have permission to write this about somebody else? But I find that writing Taking your idea, taking your healing story, taking your experiences and putting it in a manuscript is really another healing tool on your life journey because you're really going inside and, and pulling out the words. And that's what I'm saying. When you're doing your manuscript, it's about healing yourself. And when you publish it, it's about healing others. So even if you never published it, take the time to write the manuscript. But I, what normally happens is that once you have the courage, the, the second C word, to take your self-help healing journey and put it into a manuscript, you will, you will publish it. And, and it is another level. If, you, if you've had the courage to, heal, to come into recovery from your suffering through whatever healing you've done, you will be able to find the courage to, to create your manuscript. And um, this, the next C is confidence. And that confidence is, um, first you have to have faith that you'll find the words. Faith is really important here. You will find the words, they are inside of you. And, and you are, you know, you will be able to do that. But we also talk about, Liz and I talk a lot about setting yourself up for success. So there are practical ways to be confident, having a writing area that's specific to for you, setting time on your calendar, like committing, right? Committing to the time and really, really looking at, look, calling yourself a writer and unowning that. Um, and so should I continue? There's two more C's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep. next one is connection. And that is identify your ideal audience for your, for who, for to read your book, you know, who would want to would benefit from this manuscript. And let me give you a big hint. Um, your ideal audience is you. You are your audience and you, who, who are you? Write it for, write it to you, write it to yourself, write it as, you know, I wish I knew this, right? And then the people who resonate with your story will be into your book right mm -hmm. if you can stay true to yourself to you in the book then the people who will resonate with you will 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 be able to have the same type of healing hopefully that that you've had and the last one is creativity and that is um to me a powerful manuscript includes the following capturing your story and your experiences, plus research from professional experts. You don't have to write this book by yourself. You can research and give other experts credit where, where credit is due. Um, and helpful advice for your readers from your own experience. Don't hesitate to include what worked for you because that's what they're interested in. They've, they realize that you're the same as them your ideal audience and they and whatever work for you may may just work for them or inspire them to find something that 
is is like that you know what would work for you and the last is to accept guidance from your intuition and your guides to include in the book so be open stay know know this when you're writing your manuscript it's a meditation it's a meditative process because you're constant you're going inside you are focused you're committed you're in the present moment and take the time to say to your soul what else would you like me to include in this book and then all of that is enhanced by a coach the last mm -hmm. c <laughs> and that's what i do i do and um i have another c word which is cheerleader I think my yeah. clients have said I'm their biggest cheerleader. Like many have said, I'm more into their book than they are, <laughs> which I have to be. I have to be the person that's like, let's go, let's go. Next chapter. Come on, you can do this. And before you know it, you have a completed manuscript. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. So there's so many C's and I have so many things I want to talk about. <laughs> Spring <laughs> off and grow from that. Yeah. So let's do like an overview of what the the C's are. So how many are there? Well, I think we said six, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Or maybe five. We said we said uh, commitment. Commitment. Creativity. I mean, courage. Excuse courage. me. Courage. Confidence. Yeah. Connection and creativity connection and creativity yes and yes and so um and all of these things are things that people might not know that they need going into writing the book right the, the writing the manuscript so one thing i want to jump off of from this is that there's a lot that can come up what you said at the end of being a cheerleader so it's yeah. funny because when I did my life coach training, they're like, we're not their cheerleader, we're their coach. And I just totally disagree with that because <laughs> there are, I can't say how many times I've needed a cheerleader from my coach. Like I've needed that, that yeah. person going rah, rah on the other side. Um, and with the book, there's going to be times where people don't want to continue. I mean, there's going to be times when people are afraid to put it something out there or they just, you know, I've had people go, oh, I, I don't care about this anymore or whatever, right? Because it's confronting it, to write the book. Is. And so it can be helpful to have that. Um, and sometimes this organically happens if you don't have a coach, it might be somebody that remembers that you're writing a book and you told them and then say, hey, how's your book going? And they're like, oh man, I didn't, I haven't gotten that far, but um, it's so wonderful that you show up in that role yeah. for to help people go forward and for me i feel extraordinarily blessed to be in that role because they're they're um what's the word i'm looking for they're allowing me to be in their be with their story and their healing and they're trusting me you know to to hold the confidence of what what they're telling me and you know i will you know, I sound like I'm a cheerleader, but I'm I'm very clear about. Okay, funny. I keep hearing all the C words now, right? Um, I'm very clear. <laughs> very about, clear. If I'm clear, clarity, right? If mm -hmm. if I if I see something that's missing and it's missing because it's hard, I will have that tough 
that tough conversation with them. And I'll be like, just get it out there. And then we'll look at the entire manuscript at the end and say, do I really, really want to include this? When I was writing Feast and Famine, I had a, a little chapter about my mom and my eating disorders. And I realized um, my daughter said to me, she read that, I had her read it. And she said to me, mom, it sounds like you're judging grandma here. Hmm. And I said, thank Thank you, Gabby. That's very insightful. And so it was maybe like four, four paragraphs that she pointed out to me. It took me four hours to rewrite those four paragraphs to move beyond my own, my own uh, disappointment or healing or whatever you want to call it and take out what I take out the judgment and oh. so that's what a coach does too. Like we look at it and say, mm, are you are you writing from a place of addiction or suffering, or are you writing mm-hmm. from a place of surrender and grace? Because you should be writing. Um, I shared with you that I I wrote this little tiny book, The Divine Keys. It's just yeah. 18 keys to a divinely guided life. When I first wrote it, it was a big manuscript and I gave it to the editor and she said, Robin, your manuscript sounds like you're whining. And I go, I am whining. It was hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was very hard. And she's like, well, nobody wants to read your whining. And I'm like, fine. And I put it on the shelf and almost a year later, I was walking on the beach with my son and I'm like, I got it. I got it. I'm supposed to take everything out except for the 18 keys, the 18 keys and, and, and use your beautiful nature photography. And so I worked with my mom on this book as my coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was an English major in, in, in college. And she helped me take this entire manuscript and boil it down to um, 40. 40 pages. (laughs) Yeah. But it was quite the experience. And I just, I love this little book, The Divine Keys. It's like, it's, it's very helpful. It's just simple, simple spiritual teachings, but it was, it, it was hard to take my story and then just bring it down to the true teachings. And this is something that Well, I'm getting two things to talk about with you on this. One is the healing that's available. And also one is connecting with spirit, like letting our our soul and whatever you call it, help Mm -hmm. the muse, help us direct the way that we write. And um, the first thing I want to talk about is that healing spaces. I can't, it's, it feels so, so magical and beautiful to be able to help people because the first the first version of things often are very judgmental. It could be a lot of judgment towards ourselves. It could be judgment towards somebody else that impacted our life. And it can, and I actually encourage people don't clean it up for me, like write it as nasty as you might feel like it's a very nasty thing. I say it, I am literally the only person that needs to see it. And you don't even need to share it with me if you don't want to, but that first version of it, just get it out of your body, right? Like, yes, like write it out. And that a lot of people when they're writing, why not 
that might not be the intention that they come in to heal anything. They feel like they're healed or they feel like, you know, they've already processed it. And there's even more healing available in that space when they can write it and then go, oh, what ownership do I have in this situation? Or, you know, what, is there something that I can understand about why the person was acting in this way, right? There's, there's so much gold available in, in that process. If people are willing to go and go through that. And so in my own healing journey and in my, in, in being in therapy, um, cause I'm in recovery from food addiction. I used to, um, a, a process called internal family systems. Mm-hmm. And it says that we have these different parts of us that were injured. And, and, and so we're, we're really just a series of parts of and experiences. And I, when listening to you, I was thinking when we're writing from that place, it's that part that was injured and maybe that part that was um, that was stifled in its growth because it went into protection mode within you. And, and so it has, instead of being something you're thriving over now, it could be still in survival mode. So to put it out there in writing gives you the ability to say to that part of yourself, well, let's, let's, let's finally heal this, or let's continue on the healing because hindsight is 2020, right? And I can't tell you how many times in writing my books, I'm like, wow, that's what that, that's why that happened. Wow. That's what that meant. Oh my God. If I only knew that now, now in writing, um, in writing feast and famine, I worked with Sophia, the Holy spirit and she, she gave me, she said to me, I will do this book with you if, if you promise me this. And I, I'm like, what is that? And she said that you won't say to yourself, oh my goodness, I should have known that if I only knew that. Like, because what happens is when you're writing your book, if it's a self-help nonfiction book and you're going out to, to get experts' opinions on things that happen to you, you're like, why didn't I go to Google 10 years ago? Like, why didn't I go to therapy? Why didn't I do Why didn't I confront that person? That woulda, coulda, shoulda can stop you from finishing your manuscript. What you want to say is, well, I am so grateful that I now have this information and I can take these parts of me that are not fully healed and come into true healing and then help others to heal. Yes. Oh, that's such a helpful, I want to like put a bookmark in this because mm-hmm. it's so helpful because these will come out, right? These, we could have regret about not learning things before we could have regret about, oh, I didn't realize I couldn't make sure I wish I had done this or all of that. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that, that energy that will come, that may come up and how do we direct that? Right. Because as yes. it comes up that we can look at it as, it's actually, there's no, mis- like, if we look at it, like there's no mistakes, if we look like, look at it as it's completely perfect and on time that we can be helping other people through yes. with these new things that we're finding out right now. Remember, uh, there's, there's only divine timing. The time on the earth plane is man-made time. Really is just something we made up so that people would get to work on time, I think. 
Right. But divine timing is totally different. Divine timing runs on when your soul believes it's the appropriate time for you to know something. And so mm-hmm. if you if you say to yourself, my, my soul has been guiding my life this entire journey. And I guess I, I guess I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't meant to know that then. Mm-hmm. But thank you for letting me know that now so that I can use it as a teaching tool for others. It's not easy to do that. Believe me, there were many times where I wanted to do that in feast and famine, because I couldn't believe what I learned in that book that could stopped me from years of uh, humiliation and trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, Just even a simple teaching like, I read one expert and they said, no one can judge you unless you give them the title of judge. And I'm like, what? Shut the door, (laughs) right? (laughs) Holy moly, that's so true, right? That's the answer. Nobody can, and I spent my whole life feeling judged by everyone. So that meant that I was giving everyone permission to judge me. Right. Right? And so that was something that if I hadn't written the book, I might still be in that place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And what advice do people have, do you have on this because I know I've had this come up with people before that are writing books and they've actually paused like they've said you know what I need to pause I need to handle some things that have come up and there's also an element and I I talk with them about this right sometimes there's an element of I need space to process this thing that I learned now right Mm -hmm. and um so they might pause the active writing of the book but they're doing things that end up leading them into breakthroughs that end up in the book so they're they might not be physically writing but they're going through things I wonder do you have is that something that comes up for you do people pause or take breaks or like do you push them writing like what what do you do when what I do what I do is I have them write anyway but not necessarily in the manuscript like, I want to see what their thoughts are on this particular um, event that just happened, this particular unveiling, and what is the impact to them? Like, I don't, I, I don't let them walk away from writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I say, come back, you know, mm-hmm. let's set up a time, come back or share it with me so I can review it in between. Because I found that even in my own writing, I would, I would wake up in the middle of the night with an aha memory. And then I would just get up and I would write it, what it, what it was, what it, what it meant to me then, what it means to me now. And then I would put it away. And then inevitably those aha moments in the middle of the night when spirit really has our attention, right? Because we don't have a thousand things on our mind, what's for dinner, did I get that project done? You know, all of that, when we get woken up with that inspiration and that idea, mm-hmm. then we write it anyway. And inevitably, those gems, I call them, 
you know, you can put them on the on the writing shelf for a moment, but they inevitably make their way into your manuscript. Mm -hmm. It's just you didn't have that insight before, but you can't lose the insight. And so I always say write, write through the healing. W-R-I-G-I-T-E, W-R-I-T-E, yes. right through the healing because that you want to capture that. And I have found, I, I, I would do that so many times. I would just get up even uh, during, in. so I would commit to writing, when I'm writing a book, I commit to the same time every day mm -hmm. uh, because it just becomes a habit, you know, to write. And you cannot finish a book, uh, finish a manuscript without a committed time to it it's just mm -hmm. it's going to take your whole life if you don't if you don't commit right. to it and sometimes I would not even know what I was writing in that hour mm -hmm. I, an idea would bubble up inside of me to think about this experience and just write about it and then again though those would just come back into the manuscript when when the time was right yeah, that 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 resonates as true for me too. Of having that space set aside for dedicated writing, whether I know what I'm going to be writing or not, something about mm -hmm. physically writing or typing or however you do it, having that space for it, it gives space for the muse to show up, or it gives space mm -hmm. for you know you to connect with spirit or to remember a thing. Or I've also you know sometimes in life I'll jot things down. Right. I always encourage my clients to have a way to jot down the ideas when they strike wherever they strike, when you're mm -hmm. on the walk or, um, you know, at night or whatever. Um, who is it? There's a wonderful author that I'm blanking on who it is, but she says that she uses index cards. She just always has index cards with her so she can jot that down. But if you have this set time every day, then you can take out those notes. And, and put them, start writing from those notes as well, right? Yeah, you could also text yourself. Mm -hmm. I do yes. that a lot, like, oh, smart. especially if I'm driving, right? I don't want yes. to pull over, but I hit that little button on my car and I'm like, please send a message to Robin Handler Claire. And <laughs> what would you like to say? <laughs> well, when I was eight years old, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, then, and then when I get yes. to my destination, there's a note from me about something to potentially write about. Yeah. So, and I'd love to um, go into, um, we've had the experiences of writing by ourselves, right? Of, of writing things on our own. We've seen, you know, I've talked with lots of people that have worked on books on their own. And then I've worked with a number of people yeah. in, through a like a structured coaching process. So um, we know how great it can work when there's a structured process versus just trying to wing it on your own or set up structures on your own. Sometimes that can be hard too. So I'd like to spend some time to talk about what we do when we coach people and why, mm -hmm. why that's helpful to have that structure. Because I think, I don't know, there might be reasons why it's, People might not think that they need a coach or want a coach. Um, yeah. And I just talk about, I mean, actually, I'm. this might be interesting because in the moment when I work, it could be a confronting to have a coach. Like I actually didn't have a life coach until I was going to become a coach because I was like, I'm fine. I was so full of myself. 
I'm fine. I don't need that. <laughs> now I literally can't imagine doing my life without this kind of, it's made so much possible that I had no idea I could make happen in my life. Um, and the same with books, right? It can be confronting to share your story with another human being. So that might be thing that keeps people away from doing it, but it's just such a joyous structure. It's such a... Yeah. I would say that that my clients that have um, completed their manuscript, and I will say there are some that the they just couldn't, right? Yeah. No matter no matter what what we what kind of structure we try to put in place, it just wasn't the right time for yep. them. Other obligations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for the ones that finished, they they have said to me that they didn't think they'd ever finish if it wasn't for having a writing coach like it's it it obligates them to complete the project whether it's because they've paid for the service or because they've um you know taken up time on my busy calendar mm-hmm. and okay. i and i and i have had to say that to folks that if you're taking up time on my calendar i expect you to show up and i expect you to um to meet your obligation to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and they're always a little surprised when I do that. But, you know, it is, it's my being a good coach, right? Um, and so I think that it's that sense that someone's waiting for this information. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that works for me when I have an obligation, when I have a commitment to someone. I am going to meet that commitment unless something urgent happens. And, um, and, and that, I think that's what it is. I think that's the key element is that, you know, you want to get this done and you need accountability. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard that from multiple people that have worked with me too, that has been so grateful on the other side. <laughs> have the when they have the book or they have the manuscript to be able to say I wouldn't have done this if if you weren't showing up with me on the calls like it wouldn't have happened um and And it's such an amazing accomplishment I I can't even if you if you haven't done it before and you're considering it it is really a major accomplishment in your life to complete a manuscript and something that you should be incredibly proud of. And until you, when, when it happens, you're like, oh my, it is, it is amazing. You're, you're really, you have a deep sense of pride about, you know, what you've lived through, how you've healed, um, how you're helping others. It's, it's a wonderful experience. And should be celebrated, another C word, right? Yes, and that, yes, celebrate. Yeah. Don't skip over it, right? We celebrate it. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, so I know that's something, that's one benefit, certainly, of having a coach mm-hmm. is you get your book done, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, life presents so many reasons not to do this. This is, it is, it is not, usually people aren't like, there's a lot yes. of things that could take them out of writing. Yes. And so I am a life coach. I am a recovery coach. 
and I am a spiritual channel. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things going on in my sessions with my clients, a lot of messages that are coming through a lot of uh, commitment to the healing, you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of a lot of that. So, you know, um, I didn't know that I would become a writing coach. But I, I received a message um, from, from the divine and their message was, do spiritual people think that they have lived these extraordinary lives for their own entertainment? Mm. Like, I don't think so. And they're like, <laughs> well, they need to get that out into the world. They yeah. came here to live these lives. And in spiritual, you know, it could be anyone that has lived a life and they've taken the time and the commitment to heal from it and, and to, to, um, to serve. Now it's time to serve, right? And a way to serve is by taking your words, your experiences and putting them into a manuscript Mm -hmm. and What's wonderful about doing a manuscript, it also then within your manuscript are programs. You know, you find that when you really think about it, when you're in the process of, you know, outlining your manuscript, you realize, wow, this could be a program. This could be something I could teach to small groups, large groups, a keynote address, right? And And, you know, they say for keynote people, if you have a book, if you've written a book, you have a much more, much more of a chance of getting that keynote position at a conference. So having a book gives you credibility. Uh, Another C word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We'll have to write you. We'll have to go over. Well, I can see the poster now of all this. (laughs) It does yeah. give you credibility and it then, does. right. And then, and so again, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing tool and um, on many levels and it will help you heal, not only yourself, but your relationship with your family, mm-hmm. um, partners, anyone you know, it, it were maybe people from work that you had a bad situation with. It, it gives you the tools to, to see the truth about what, what happened and um, to decide at that point, do I need to make more amends or is it just good that I, that I see it more clearly now? Yes. And so, right? I mean, that, so this is something that is, very valuable to be working with a coach while you are writing because yeah. and someone especially if you're right this is why I brought on you to be mm-hmm. one of you know the writing coach here because you are able to provide that healing space for people as I do right as they're writing so yeah. that when um when these things come up that we can actually be with the person in that um and allow that transformation to happen to happen we got a connected with this we have a question here from ryan hall who's listening and he wrote if you're writing nonfiction and find yourself getting triggered again about an event you're writing about is that something that is is that showing up as unhealed what are some ways to get supported around that what do you mm-hmm. recommend when these things come up 
Yeah. So I think that that part of you that experienced that is like raising its hand and saying, me, thank you for looking at this again. So I would highly recommend professional support. But if that's not in the cards for you, talk to this part of you from who you are today and let them know that you are grown up, you're a mature person who is here to serve, and I have to bring these things up in order to provide the healing lessons for the people that I'm trying to serve. But thank you for raising your hand because that part of you, the reason why you're triggered, I believe, is because it's going into protection mode wants to protect you from that experience all over again. So you need to ask that part of you, who do you think I am? How old do you think I am? Right? And and usually that part of you, you're 10, right? 15. And you're like, no, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm in my 60s, right? I, I got this. I got this. I got you. I got That's you. Yeah. Right? And we can do this together. We can feel safe and write about this. And if that's not sufficient, then of course, seek out professional support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful, right? There are processes that we can put into place and do that. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot of different, you know, supports that we can reach out to different modalities from therapy yes. and different different ways of healing as well that are available yes. to us to help us through those parts because that yeah. certainly comes up when I'm working with oh, someone there's a sure. all the time so there <laughs> there can be times when it's like completely perfect for us to work on it together and then if it keeps coming up and is like a roadblock or it's a deeper a deeper thing sometimes I say now's a perfect time for you to call 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 in some therapeutic support um, in a different way. So, yeah. And sometimes I'm thinking about a client that I'm working with and uh, she's writing a book about her husband and he's deceased and he came right in. Oh. It's like, thank you for doing the book. Yes. Keep going. If you need me, just mm -hmm. ask me like he was, he, he was right in there. Like, let's do this. And so that, you know, sometimes if the person that you're writing about is deceased, you really can't get, you feel like you can't get permission, but you can yes. get permission from, from that person mm -hmm. or being that being of light now, <laughs> deceased person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, Ryan uh, thanked us for talking about that topic and that it also come, he mentioned that it also comes up with fiction too because fiction even you know even though it's not a specific thing we're telling it can often be a reflection of art yes. when I write fiction it's based on things that have happened in my life right that's often how we how we grow a fiction story and so yeah that can certainly come up and be a, a space for um, processing mm -hmm. and all, all of it as well I want to talk with you. I want to ask about um, how you do that, how you incorporate talking with spirit, writing with mm -hmm. spirit. You know, can you talk a little bit more? Yeah. So I am a, a very open channel, um, especially, especially when I'm working. 
And there are certain ways I know, um, I know that it's the divine speaking to me. Sometimes it's a definitely just a different voice than mine that I hear, but it also depends on where, where I hear it. Mm. So if it's right up front, it's me. If it's back here or on the side of me, if it's back here, it's usually um, an ascended being or angels and guides. But if it's over here, it's usually a deceased loved one. And I'm not saying that's going to be the same for everyone, but it's, in, it's just interesting. It's like the, it's, I'm hearing it, but it's not in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and, or I'll get, um, um, I'm also, I'm an Akashic record reader, which is mm -hmm. the home of your soul's past lifetime experiences. And so sometimes I'll, I'll just see a picture from their past lives and mm -hmm. I'll just have, I'll have to talk about it. It's like a little movie that's that's playing out here, and I'll be like, "Okay, let's oh, talk hello. about this." <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this, and um, and then, and then, yeah, and then of course there's me, right? There's mm -hmm. an experienced person in recovery who wrote about it and really put her life out there courageously for others, and so I know what it feels like to to be afraid um, and, um, and then what it feels like to move beyond the fear. And so mm -hmm. my hope is that as a coach, I can, I can at least, I can get you to put it out there. And, um, and then when I read your content, I'm reading it not only as your coach, but I'm reading it as some, as the reader, right? Mm. And, and, it's, you'll see my notes in the comments. What? Tell me more, right? Like when I'm writing the comments, it's like as if I was reading the book, right? And I'm like, wow, okay. I wonder what happened next. And then if I don't see it, what I wonder what happened next. Then in the comments, I'll be like, what happened next? You yes. know, why did you only address this from this perspective? Well, maybe you need to maybe your readers will want to know it from this other perspective. Can you go there? Like it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, and then in the, and then in the sessions with them, I go over all my comments mm -hmm. and then they'll go back and they'll rework the chapter. Yes. And that's, that's so important to have someone in doing that as um, to give you feedback, right? Cause as we're writing, if um, we might just think, oh, they get what I mean, or we might not even I, realize as the writer that pieces are missing or they're unclear, right? Or that people want to hear more about a particular part of it, that yes. they'll be eager for that, mm -hmm. right? And, and so as a coach that you can support them in, you know, developing those parts more. Um, and I know sometimes I also ask people to, pull out certain parts because they might have written more about it, which was therapeutic for them personally and helpful for them personally. But from a reader perspective, there might be parts that you pull out. So it can be helpful to get feedback from someone who's both written and worked with other people and done all of this, right? Mm -hmm. um, reminds me of uh, when I was writing Messiah Within. I, I, I thought I finished the book. I wrote that book with Yeshua. And, but the editor was like, this isn't long enough. And so, so I was like, 
trying to think of stories, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, and finally I, I hear yesterday he goes, we are complete on this manuscript, Robin. And I'm like, yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Right. So, um, so I said to the edit editor, we are complete. I'm like, another C word, right? Right. We're complete. I could, I could, st I, I could stand in the completion of the manuscript. And that is, is always such an interesting part of the manuscript, right? When you know you're complete, it's, um, it's a wonderful feeling. Mm. Like, when you've expressed everything that needs to be expressed and you can stand stand in stand proudly in the book right mm -hmm. with the book but that feeling of being complete can take time mm -hmm. you know um, you you may have to write the manuscript a couple of times even like all of a sudden you'll go in a different direction mm -hmm. but um yeah when i wrote messiah within i worked with james twyman he's a wonderful author he was my writing coach and i i had to rewrite that book four times because he kept adding things in and finally in the fourth time he said to me you're not mad at me are you and i said actually i was mad at you the first three times but this time i think we really got it and and then I worth went back, it. <laughs> worth it, right? Worth it. And I finished it. And then and then again, I thought it was complete. Um, James thought it was complete. And then the editor's like, it's not um, it's not long enough. And then of course, when Yeshua came in and said we are complete, I didn't care what the editor thought, right? Mm -hmm. This was the length of the book. And so, you know, you don't have to write um a giant book mm -hmm. you just have to write what needs to be written you know we've yeah. talked about that too liz you know when you're looking at when we're looking at you know the publishing of books mm -hmm. you publish what feels right right not what society thinks is a long book you know you don't and you, when you're writing this is what's very important you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. <laughs> you just have to be able to express yourself. And most people, most people read at a very, at a very low reading level. So you don't mm -hmm. want to throw in words just to make yourself look smarter. You, right. want to, you want to write it from your heart and write it clearly but not fancy. This is not fancy. I don't think fancy and self-help go together, really. <laughs> I think this, the, I mean, when I, one of my favorite books, my Thich Nhat Hanh, I absolutely love all of his writing and um, it's simple, right? The books are not long. They are simple concepts, right? Mm -hmm. And they, I can't say how much reading his books has helped me as a person right and so we don't need to show off by making a book giant or using fancy words like that's kind of the ego playing around which is fun but if if we are, can make a book that's simple talk from our heart be willing to share about our personal lives in there 
that will land with with people. Yeah, because if you're writing from the ego instead of your heart, what's going to happen is you're going to be very self-critical of your manuscript. <clears throat> you're going to be like, wow, this is boring. I, why would anyone want to read this? Like, you're going to start doing that if you write up here. Allow your thoughts and your guidance to all come through your heart and then out your hands onto the onto your computer or your pad and pen if you're old fashioned. But make sure it's coming out from the heart and you can write from the heart. Um, otherwise, and how you know you're writing from the heart versus writing from the head. So writing from the head, you're gonna be looking at that and you're gonna be like, I don't know, is that good? Who knows, I'm not sure. I don't know, is boring. Like, like you're going to be looking at it while you're writing it and, and criticizing it, right? If yes. you're writing through the heart, you're going to be in the present moment, in the flow, and the words are just going to come right onto the page and you're going to be like, how did that happen? Right? <laughs> like you're going to read it and you're going to be like, wow, where did that come from? You know, I didn't even know I was writing for that long. And then it's there. And um, it's like anything else that you might love to do. Like when you're gardening, well, all of a sudden hours have passed, right? If, if you're into it, yes. right? And so if you're into your writing, it's be into it, like that's that expression, it's because you're writing from the heart. Yeah. Green heart living, man. That's what we're yes. up to. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yes, For sure. Right? So, and um, so... We do have, we've developed ways to do this. We have our coaching programs that we have structures set in place that we work with people, both you and I um, do that with people. And um, we've talked about, there's ways to tailor it for everybody. But I think both of us have kind of come to an agreement that really setting aside six months and perhaps meeting, it, it varies. A lot of people that I've worked with they've liked meeting twice a month, like mm -hmm. having those, those touch points. Cause then there's time in between each of the yes. calls for them to really develop. I've also, I've worked with people that wanted to meet every week also. And that, that structure can yes. work. Yep. It's up to, it's up to you in your time, you know, what, what your time availability and um, how quickly you want to, you want to get it done. Um, yeah. So what about the folks that are apprehensive about writing an entire manuscript? One of the, one of the wonderful things that um, Greenheart Living has are collaborative books or anthologies. And we have one coming up in the, in the spring, uh, more into the spring, in, in, in uh, May called Render Your Story. And, and we'll be looking for uh, writers who want to contribute to this book. It's, it'll be one chapter about your amazing story and how you healed from your trauma to be able to be in service to others. And so if you want to start there with your story and being a self-help writer, come into our collaborative book. I think you'll find that that um, that will give you a lot of courage to perhaps in the fall, what we're going to be doing is um, creating a group program for our collaborative chapter writers to be able to 
complete their manuscripts. So if you don't, if you don't, if you're, if, if the thought of writing a whole manuscript is scary, then come into the collaborative book and, and jumpstart your manuscript there. Yeah. And it works very well. So I've worked with a number of people who have started tiptoeing into the, the um, writing process or the publishing mm -hmm. process by doing a, a chapter in the collaborative book. And I love that we're doing this topic. I get the chills all over when I think about mm -hmm. it because I've that, that power of sharing your story and having the world hold it for you. So it's yes. no longer something that you have to hold by yourself and this heavy weight that yes. you actually can release it through this and help other people at the same time. It's such a, such a, uh, a win-win for everyone. Then blessing for everyone involved. And, and then in the fall, being able to, if people want to continue getting that, that story developed in a, pro, in the, with some support from us as, as professional coaches, but in a group setting. So financially it's more reasonable. And you also get the added benefit of work, working yeah. with people that are doing the same thing. I think it will be a really fun and transformative. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that I'm clear that, that the group, the group writing program in the fall is not just for our current collaborators. It's for anyone that's been in a collaborative book before or maybe has a um, blog that they'd like to create their blog. We'd like it to be people that have written before. So mm -hmm. if they've been yes. in any of your yours um, or the ladies power lunch collaborative books, um, if they have written, have a blog or if they um, are a magazine writer, uh, maybe they've just written um, so many articles and they'd like to convert them into a book. You know, we're we're really excited about this program. We are. I, I, I am. Can you tell? I'm like bouncing up and down on my chair. <laughs> so um, I will put links to all the things. I'll put links to um, if people want to contact you directly, um, mm -hmm. you directly. You can also apply to work with us in any capacity. We can go through all the options. Um, we to apply to publish with us. So if you want, if it, you're not sure where to go, but you have an idea of a story that you want to write and share with the world, you can go right to the greenheartliving.com website, click apply to publish with us and just fill out that form. And then we'll know, we'll be able to, you know, Robin will reach out to you and you'll be able to talk with, with her about um, what next steps are perfect for mm -hmm. you. Any other things that you wanna make sure that we share with people before. Yeah, I wanted to um, say too that through through Green Heart um, Living, if you have a manuscript and you're hesitating to publish it, we can help you with that too. Um, we can do. We'll be we'll be starting to offer what's called a manuscript manuscript review, and that'll be a new offering coming up where we will go through your manuscript. We'll read it. We'll make some suggestions, and maybe that's just what you need to have the courage to publish it. Because um, you, it, so just if you're sitting on your manuscript and you don't have the courage to publish it, which is a whole nother level of courage. I'm not going to yes. lie. Um, you know, we can help you then at that point too. Thank you for mentioning 
that because that that is something I can I I almost can feel the manuscripts sitting on people's bookshelves or like in their file cabinets or mm -hmm. something. I'm like, I want to set them free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. You're too. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and to share your wisdom with with the world. I'm so grateful for you, Robin. Yes, me too, Liz. Thank you for having me on and thank you for having me be part of Green Heart Living. Take care. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.